Ah, yeah, I know that smell. Podcast time. It's the Too Much Dip podcast. Here in Austin, Texas, I am David. I'm going to work the board, and I'm going to host. Joining me in studio, as always, it's none other than Dylan Shivery. Hey, man, just three more games left of the season. Enjoy Uh, it while you can. Okay, hold on. Enjoy it while you can. Inexplicable Southern guys here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, hey, man, uh, content week rolls on, as they say. Very happy to be here. It's going to be a good week, good day of podcasting. Excited to get into it, dig into it. You Ooh, know? there we go. Uh, also in studio, it's producer Randy. He looks really concerned. I, I don't know. KJ's giving me weird uh, looks over here. So I'm, I'm a, I, we had some technical difficulties to start off, but I think we're good to go. We're ready to party gecko on. Oh, the party gecko says okay. it's time to party on. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> All right. Let's check in on him. Let's see how he's doing. Here's a guy who's not doing well. He just hit us with the thumbs down. He's, we're gonna, he's on audio issues. We're going to buy him some time. Uh, Randy. Is there like a, a wacky store that you go to to buy all your shit? Because I don't, I don't, I don't see this anywhere. Stuff like that. You have some wacky stuff in the you, arsenal. You just don't get the targeted wacky ads like me. No, no, I just got you know targeted. Got this uh, internet. <laughs> you probably don't get that joke. Fairly odd parents. Anyways, uh, how about the Purdue Boilermakers? I know what the internet is. Here's uh, a guy here on. who's back. He's so back. It's KJ. Thank you for the delay there, folks. As uh, I was smashing that record button, Roadcaster just said, got an error, not recording, which, you know, isn't essential. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just reboot it, not thinking about the fact that that's where my mic is. So I just turned my mic off, like, right before we started. We're all good. People at home don't care. Happy to be here. Sorry I missed last week. Um, You know, I think we all understand why I opted to take Martin Luther King week off. Um, mostly out of respect for the work that was being done by that great man while he's alive, but also maybe he's not dead. Well, some are saying, <laughs> some are saying, um, look, it is podcast week. It's content week. Randy, let's just jump right into it. Randy, put the tweet up. This is the, this is probably the highlight of a lot of people's, uh, divisional round weekend here. Um, oh, this is just the photo, um, of what appears to be. It is a young man. I say young. He could be he's probably in his uh, 30s, 40s. Uh, in the Ravens starter jacket, the old school one. It's very sick. That uh, is sick. Ravens beanie. And Dylan, what's the first thing you're thinking of when you see this young man? Um, that he looks exactly like MLK Jr. Dr. MLK Jr., I should say. And he knows what he's doing. He's got the, the stash. Is, like he, knows, he, he knew that he already looked like MLK. But the stash would make it, you know, really pop. <laughs> so he's like, he's leaning into it, and he looks just like him. The tweet, courtesy of uh, at Flock Enthusiast, which is a Ravens account, says MLK done resurrected to witness a Lamar playoff masterpiece, and it now has sixteen, uh, fourteen thousand RTs. It's doing quite well, and I have to say, they caught, they got, they got this guy in like the perfect pose. He's kind of got that like oh, looking yeah. off to the side, majestic. Like he's about to say something very important, Pose. The young fella behind him is uh, <laughs> having himself a time. 
<laughs> Unrelated. Yes. Yeah, if, if AI was uh, really about that life, we would have only seen this photo without the gentleman in the background um, because we were robbed of like a very crisp headshot of, you know, I have a dream himself um, enjoying an NFL playoff game. It's beautiful. Go back. Uh, to anytime KJ. you can. What's up? Randy, go back to KJ's face. I just want to. I got to see him. Show us your face. Sometimes I need to see. I need to see KJ when he's when he's talking to see if he's doing a, do? doing a thing. <laughs> You'll do a thing. Who is the account? Uh, what was the account last week that had just a very unfortunate tribute uh, via photo? Oh, was it like the, the Vikings? Titans? It was a. It was a team. Oh, it was. I, I guess it shouldn't be Tennessee. Uh, it might have been the Falcons or something. I don't know. But they used the four quad photo, which. When you post a group photo like that, or whatever you want to call it, when you post four photos on X, aka Twitter, I think most of us think about it like in gallery swipe position, unless you're doing like the Pope meme. Mm -hmm. I don't ever think about the fact that when you open it up and like widen out the screen that you get the four quadrants in which uh, it was one full photo of Martin Luther King, but the divisions of the quadrants made it look like crosshairs. That was quite aggressive. Yeah, I don't know how that slips through quality control. I didn't see this. You know, it was... <laughs> you said the boss of the social media team? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's like him true. rolling into his next meeting like, uh, hey, uh, Don, <laughs> we're getting some replies. You want to check this out? <laughs> I, tried to find the, I tried to find the tweet, but uh, my, my Google search just yielded... Uh, it said, check out these epic, this epic community notes response to the FBI's MLK Jr. tweet. And uh, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that. Um, but that's not important. Uh, what's important here is that we're doing a meme. We're doing podcast. <laughs> that's what's important here. We're doing a podcast today, folks. That's guys, we got a lot to get to, man. Did you anybody do anything fun? I know what you did over the weekend. You know what I did. I just want to hear from KJ because I hadn't really talked to him. He's been kind of quiet in the group text. Yeah. Your boy has been, uh, so I moved, let's see, a few weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, so I'm knee deep in like just so much, uh, I, I don't know, self-inflicted to-do list items, uh, replacing thermostats. I don't know. Preparing for like appliance replacement, just all kind of random shit. Uh, that when you match that with no organized attack list, I I've got everything at like 60% completion. Uh, it's, it's kind of chaotic, but you know, hopefully the end result is one that, uh, we'll all enjoy. That's what I've been doing. Oh, okay. Wash it around the house. That sounds, that sounds like not a lot of fun. The post, the post move in stuff, when you think, you know, you're doing the heavy lifting, literally. And you're in there and it's like, now I got to make a checklist and I have to replace thermostats. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun at all. Uh, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I'm uh, slowly but surely like adding all the badges to my uh, Boy Scout badge. I don't know. They don't wear the sashes with their badges. Maybe they do. I don't know crap about Boy Scouts. Um, yeah, I think, you know, what would you call it? Journeyman work? electrician work 
some of that DIY stuff I've shied away from in the past, but nowadays, like I'm good enough to screw it up. I have yet to electrocute myself, let to yet to ruin an outlet or like completely blow a circuit or a fuse or anything around the house. But I cannot say that everything's like successfully worked. So we'll, we'll keep at it. Do you have a sign up that says days since last uh, cup of bleach? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll get that up in the, uh, I'll get that in the garage stat as I put up the shelves in the garage hall. Uh, I'll have to remind myself of this, of the humbling that is, uh, you can't just watch YouTube once and expect to know what the hell you're doing. Did you guys, uh, catch any of the games? Cause no, I did. I didn't watch any football. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got some games. <laughs> you're partying here. Dave and Buster's you're a man around town. Did go to Dave and Buster's over the weekend. That's true. Ooh, that one's true. I would I, like, uh, I'm, I haven't heard that story yet, but I do want to, uh, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was discussed. And if it was, direct me in the direction of uh, the near circling back episode. But were you humbled by the uh, inflation experienced in the uh, ticket lounge or the mm. prize pack lounge? Dude, I talked about this. It's okay, so good. expensive. Good. Holy shit. I gave Park $60 worth of credits. And an hour and a half later, he was like, I, I have eight left. Like eight, like not dollars, like eight tickets, which is like maybe one game, maybe. It's crazy. And yeah. so I gave him my the, card, uh, which only had 20 bucks on it. Uh, yeah, we were in and out for like 175 bucks. We, we ate there too. So, um, uh, yeah, man, crazy. That's pretty wild. And you leave with like, he left with uh, just some little toys that I can get on Amazon for like $4, you know. Yeah, that's, the, that's very defeating because I, I do plan on going with my son as well. It's fun. I mean, he had an absolute blast. So, I mean, it, it's, it was worth it. But sheesh. Yeah. KJ, yeah. I know you went to Dave and Buster's growing up in Arlington, but do you remember when Dave and Buster's was eight, 21 and over? Uh, yeah. So I'm not as, that's why I'm not as familiar with Dave and Buster's as much as, uh, like GameWorks was kind of the, the go to spot in the DFW area. Mm. It's like, you know, whatever you want to grow up and aspire to do is, you know, go spend your time at a three story arcade at Grapevine Mills. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I've always like equated Dave and Buster's to like colorful alcoholic drinks and games. Yeah. Like was that's where I go to with that place. But it, you know, I took Kai, who's almost four, not too long ago, to a very similar establishment. It's worth the time. It's kind of a classed up, it's like if Randy was an establishment. Producer Randy. Because <laughs> you know, you can get your signature drinks, but you can go play uh whack-a-mole or whatever, you know. You can win some prizes. Yeah. It's you know you got it's options. It's like the party gecko. Date spot. Yeah. I was I was so disgruntled. I asked to speak to either Dave and or Buster uh, management. I used, they weren't there. Dave wasn't there. Dave mm. wasn't there. It's bullshit. That's crap. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Buster's always there. Nobody ever really wants to speak to him. Buster's though. a name that needs to come back. Hey, <sighs> speaking of comeback, how about those Ravens? Ooh, buddy. My crazy, I, my crazy, the Texans should have been up 10 at the half. Should have been being like, okay, they, yes, they shot themselves in the foot many times with uh, all of the false starts, all of the pre snap penalties, but they played good enough to where it's like these, they did not allow their quarterback, who's very, very good, to get into a rhythm. And I thought, like, there's a chance they're about to pull this off. And then they just got absolutely their doors blown off in the second half, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the Texans 
are uh, are really good, and they're going to be good for a while. It's <laughs> a got great take. Stroud, it, it's just it's frustrating mm-hmm. as a Cowboys fan. Oh, here we go. Texans were so fucking terrible, so so bad for for many seasons up until last year, and then they they find the Stroud kid. Yeah, we know. And suddenly they don't suck anymore, and it's like uh, fuck, fuck. Anyway, they're good. He's good. Um, they're going to be a problem in the AFC. Dave. This guy's giving big didn't watch the game vibes. Oh, I watched the game. I watched it. <laughs> Why do you say that? I I'm think just the Texans. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to say much else about the game. Like Lamar Jackson looked fantastic. The Ravens proved why they like why they were the best team in the NFL record wise, um, which the Ravens history hasn't shown that you are going to see that proven out in the playoffs as clearly as uh, we saw yesterday. So that was good to see. Um, them getting Mark Andrews back next week is going to be scary. Uh, I think that's oh. you know, assuming he's like healthy and in, uh, in rhythm. Like he's been out with like a broken ankle for, I don't know, two months or so. So that will be interesting. Uh, if, if he's there and clicking, um, as far as the Texans go, like it is, um, D'Amico Ryan's I'm brave enough to say it is a strikingly good looking man. Uh, you know, which is not hard to do. I think, you know, he's kind of got the DeMarcus Ware look of like, if you're clearly stacked physically, very in shape, and then you've been bald from the get go, like you just kind of have that good look. It works. And when you have a young coach on the sideline, who's also good looking, the cameras are going to go to him constantly. I think they tried to force in a lot of OC looks, uh, Slowick, Bobby Slowick or whatever his name is. You kept getting a lot of side shots of him or sideline shots of him. But D'Amico Ryans, as the game progressed, like he's not too big of a rah-rah guy. I think he's excitable. But the problem is if you're a good-looking coach, but you don't have a good, like, I'm also an asshole look, like you don't get pissed off, for example, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, Packers coach. Also good-looking dude, but looks like he's about to cry at any given moment. (laughs) <laughs> so like, you know what it's okay. going to look like when he's pissed off. Yeah. You don't know what, what D'Amico Ryan's looks like when he's pissed off. And so as that game, like got worse and worse and worse, like he doesn't have the variable face to go to of like, you don't expect to see him drop an F bomb and cuss somebody out. And it just looked normal. Like you expect it out of, I don't know, uh, Mike Tomlin. So it's not even like a racial play. It's just like, he's too good looking of a guy and you haven't seen him angry yet. Maybe that's because it's his first year and he's not beaten down yet. We saw it out of cliff Kingsbury eventually. But uh, watching him just kind of stay neutral the whole time was an event for me. I was like, D'Amico's not going to crack. And he didn't. Please note in the run it back that KJ notes it's not a racial play. (laughs) It's not a racial play. Got it. It's not. No, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with noted uh, stand-up comedian uh, Stav, formerly of uh, Mm Cumbtown, but uh, now Baltimore Ravens superfan. he he in his uh, Ravens post game noted that uh, D'Amico Ryan's is uh, far too uh, t- far too jacked to be an NFL head coach because he's not just like jacked. He's like you can tell he probably still has abs. Whereas like Dan Campbell's jacked, but Dan Campbell doesn't have abs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's the body we were talking about earlier. We talked a yeah. lot about male physiques on the other show today, but we can talk about that here too. It reminds me of the uh, the <laughs> Charlie Strong era today. at Texas because he was he oh, he would just yes. he'd find like the smallest shirt. He had like a mock turtle on every time just to show off and like a really tight one. 
to show off how absolutely jacked he was. How, how short was he? Not a tall man. Uh, also not a very good head coach. <laughs> you know, no, it didn't didn't last long. It it's did not tough. last long. You can't lose to no. Kansas. 5'10". Um, he's 5'10"? That's a generous 5'10". Oh, I don't know. I always saw that. I could never tell. Was that step stool photo real? No. Stop. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, my son has uh, got recently acquired a step stool. And, like, it's supposed to be just for him, like, spitting toothpaste into the sink. But now he has access to a number of things, including, like, the hand sanitizer. He has his hand in the toaster mm -hmm. the other day. Just all sorts Drags of things. Drags it around the house. Yeah. And it's I, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. That's what I would have done. Sick, dude. He can get he's, he has access to a whole new world of things. Very silly. Uh, yeah, dude. Great season from the Texans. Uh, I saw where they have like seventy million in cap space. I'm sure they'll use that wisely. Got to cut out the penalties. Got to cut it out. That was really, really bad. Um, but they, uh, I don't know what that division is going to look like, KJ. It's uh, that's your division. That's your. It uh, is unfortunately. I, I don't know what you think is going to happen there with the Jags. Um, uh, Jags will rebound, but the big question mark is going to be how good are the Titans going to be, if at all. They're not really the major concern, but also uh, Anthony Richardson was yeah. out all of this year. We were robbed of like a really good rookie season uh, of Anthony Richardson. I think the Colts will be a force very quickly, uh, assuming they have like an owner that's alive and with us. Did do you guys think uh, on your you know viewing? Do you think Lamar looked uh, quarterbacky enough? Um, to win a Super Bowl potentially, I don't know if you saw that discourse in the last couple of weeks. It's just he wasn't passing the eye test for some uh, some journo. Who the hell was saying that? I don't know who she was, but I, that was a thing that was said that he wasn't quarterbacky enough. I don't know what that means personally. I've never actually said quarterbacky. Is it because he's built like a wide receiver? Uh, I don't know. Just, Keep going. Keep pulling at the thread. No, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have a classic quarterback build. Is that what she means? I mean, I, he runs the ball really well. That's the one. Okay. That's a, yeah, no, it was funny. His tone. That too. That too. It was just funny because people yesterday were like, ooh, I wonder, but Lamar won, but he didn't look quarterbacky enough. I fucking love Lamar. That dude's a baller, man. <laughs> How many GMs passed on trading for him? A lot. It's too many. All of them? He was what, 31st overall or something crazy, right? Um, With Lamar, I think he deserves, you know, obviously all of the credit for what he's done on the field, but I think enough, I think additional attention needs to be paid to the fact that represented himself or he and his mom, I guess, represented him as an agent coming out of the draft. Everybody's like, yeah, it's kind of questionable. I think I said it as well. And then same thing happened with him representing himself for this contract. He got paid even with his injuries and, and lack of like playoff success, got paid as he deserved to and followed it up with possibly his best statistical season and best season from a health standpoint uh, of his career. So major shouts. Um, um, major shouts, and to be specific, not – this is the – what's the opposite of shouts? How do you – these are non-shouts to Monse Bolaños, who is the Fox Sports Radio <laughs> national host and update anchor who did say that uh, Lamar wasn't quarterbacky enough. Uh, so – just wanted to put that out Randy, there. Randy, do you take any offense to anybody uh, co-opting backy? Yeah, I, I was thinking like that. I was like, I don't know. Are, are, are Trimbacky's quarterbacky enough for you, Dave? <laughs> the party gecko is always good enough for me, man. <laughs> that is the correct answer. That was a fake laugh. Um, <laughs> Saturday night. You know what? Before we talk Niners Packers, I want to I talk about our good friends at Magic Mind. 
I don't know how you you started your morning. I got in here to this office, and you know what I did? I was looking for something to keep my energy levels steady, just like throughout the entire day. And of course, I, I do coffee occasionally, but I'm actually doing it right now. I uh, I mixed in a little magic mind this morning. If I seemed off this morning, I forgot to take my magic mind. They just baby. sent us a bunch more. What, like as in today? No, last week. There's like fucking two unopened oh boxes. God. Look, it replaced a little magic in it, my fucking life. It can replace your coffee. It can allow you to drink less coffee by uh, reducing your need for additional caffeine by extending the benefits of caffeine. Makes me more productive and more focused. I get more done in less time thanks to the nootropics inside that improve attention, concentration, and cognition. What's inside? You're probably thinking, what, what's magic, man? What's inside this? Let me tell you. Matcha. Uh, ashwagandha. Do you know what that is? I'm, just, I'm impressed that you said that so well. An adaptogen that reduces stress and anxiety. I think we could all use a little mm -hmm. bit of that in these trying times. Uh, rhodiola rosea. Did I say that one good? It's in there. A nootropic and an adaptogen that reduces fatigue and anxiety, increases your body's resistance to stress, improves physical and mental endurance. This is all good. Lion's mane mushrooms, cordyceps mushrooms. These are all very, very good things. Look, it's just a little bottle. You can sip on it. You can have it with your coffee. You can have it, uh, you know, in lieu of coffee. It's just, it tastes great. You just pound it or sip it, whatever you want to do. And you can get one month for free when you're subscribing for three months at magicmind.com slash J-A-N-T-M-D. And with our code TMD20, it's an extra 20% off, which gets you to 75% off. This only lasts until the end of January. So hurry up before it goes away. Again, Magic Mind. Be more productive. Be more focused. Try it. I've been doing it for a long time. I think you're going to like it. Use our code TMD20 and get a one month free when you're subscribing for three months at magicmind.com slash J-A-N-T-M-D. Uh, back to football. Niners Packers. What were your – Dylan, I want to ask you as a Cowboy fan, were you wanting the Packers to show up and look good so last week didn't feel like such a nut kick? Or did you want to see the Packers get, get run? Uh, the, the former. Yeah. I felt much better about the Cowboys looking like total ass, uh, considering how well the Packers looked, especially early on in that game. They, they're for real, man. Like that, that's a good team, a very young team as, um, everyone points out constantly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a, just a damn good football team. I was not expecting them to hang with, with the San Francisco the way they did. KJ is Brock Purdy quarterbacky enough for you. Hmm. <laughs> Game manager who managed to win the game. Oh, um, oh, he's spitting. Yeah, I, that's not an original, I don't think. Uh, I will say uh, the biggest note here: a hot coach bowl was my my like headline for this game. As uh, we had Matt Lafleur, who I've already professed uh, being in the hot coach category, but also Kyle Shanahan, whose coaching tree. Uh, I think should be attributed to him as well as Mike Shannon, but mostly to him with what's going on in the league of recent. Um, this game, as far as the, or we want to talk the Cowboys angle or just the game. No, no, no. We can just talk the game. Okay. Um, I think Brett Favre was tweeted or was quoted saying that Jordan love could be the best quarterback of all time. After watching this game, like that was his takeaway. I think that's wildly ridiculous and maybe like pandering for some good pub his direction as he's probably like still under investigation. Uh, but Jordan Love showed up 
CJ Stroud showed up this year and took all of the attention as he should have. Jordan Love, I think, confirmed to be like, hey, you've got a quarterback in Green Bay. And this is his third year in the league. So if things would have gone poorly, they wouldn't have gone to the playoffs. Like, you're right back in line to draft another quarterback if you're Green Bay. And that would be a weird position to be in. But I do enjoy seeing, like, the opposite ends of the spectrum of, like, C.J. Stroud, you're starting week one. You're the guy. Make it happen. And he did. Jordan Love, you gave him three years, and he's a starter, and it's worked out. In that same system, same OC, same head, or same head coach, um, relatively same system, and it's paid off. So that's all that this game told me. Um, every time I looked at the field and saw Chase Young on the field, it just reminded me how deep the Niners are. But maybe they're not just world beaters when Debo's not around. That seems to be like the big linchpin for them. Yeah, I saw – I mean, this might be chalk, but 50-50, whether he plays, it's a shoulder mm-hmm. injury. And uh, I feel like you're going to need Debo against the Lions. It should be a pretty physical game. Certainly back for the Super Bowl if if they were to <clears throat> advance. Okay. Uh, yeah, I fucking love Debo, man. That, that dude, linchpin is a good way to describe him. He, he does a little bit of everything for that for that offense. I really like so this isn't a shocker because it's Shanahan, but like you know, teams when they have got receivers who you need, they need to get the ball more. Like Cowboys with CD, they will like force it to them, and it seems like it, it just doesn't feel like it's in the natural flow of their offense almost. Whereas like they get to the ball to their playmakers, mainly D, uh, you know, McCaffrey and, and Debo, but it doesn't. It's like they're integrated into their offense, and it doesn't feel forced. And like, does that make sense? Like Tremendous they, point. It's it. It makes me sad watching them because, like, I don't. I, Brock, Brock Purdy's fine. I don't think he's obviously not anything special, but he's got a pretty good chance at winning a Super Bowl. And uh, one in four, some might say. So one in four. That's twenty five percent. So I don't know where I was going with that, but um, I just want to say that um, I want to shout out to the Kubiaks, two of them, which you were on that Forty uh, Nine staff. That's right. What they've done there oh, is just remarkable. I it, forgot about that. Purdy That's didn't a play. Point. Didn't play that. I mean, he didn't look great. He looked pretty awful up until the fourth, in which that that last drive was uh, a masterpiece. I got to give him give him his credit. Yeah. Whereas on the other side, uh, that does I do feel for Jordan Love that he got his team there, played his ass off, and then the last thing you remember is one of the worst game ending interceptions you could ever throw. <laughs> yeah. Across your with body to one no of one. The f- <laughs> I was going to say, the, with the face, I, the face he made afterwards <laughs> was incredible. Like, in the slow shot of him just going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, just processing everything that uh, just happened. Like, I don't even think he thought he was going to complete it, which is the unfortunate part. I thought, I think he was like, okay, I'm giving a guy a shot and it's going to be thrown away. That didn't, that wasn't the look of like, up, oh, there's my guy. I'm throwing it to him. I'm just going to, I'm really going to make this happen. That just was a buddy. <laughs> it, you really got wronged by how quick their defense made it look like you threw into triple coverage. It, it looked like single when he made the decision, but by the time the ball got there, it was like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's, there's like what, two or three guys in the league who can throw a, a pass across their body like that. Or should, if in fact you even should. Uh, two of them played last night, I think. But like, Great man, that was tough. Yeah, his face, his he's he's tough to read. I really don't know Jordan Love's personality at all. 
He seems to be a pretty reserved guy. It, have you guys noticed that he has a lot of the, the same mannerisms that Aaron Rodgers has? Like a lot of the, mm-hmm. they just look very similar throwing the football a lot of the time. Like I, don't know, leaving, I don't know if it's so much time spent around him or just that's just how he is. Leaving his feet. Leaving his feet. Yeah, that's um, kind of weird, Just, I guess. Yeah. He, looks, he just looks a lot like him out mm. there. Interesting. Yeah. Don't know if there's anything actually to that or not, but. I don't know if I, I I don't know if I left that game with a Brett Favre's take, like KJ said, that he could be the best <laughs> of all time. Um, that just it certainly wasn't my big takeaway, but I you know maybe I'll dial it back a little bit and be like he could be a starter for the next five or six years. His first full season as a starter, and he he got a lot better during his first full season as a starting quarterback. So I I have no reason to think he won't continue to improve and be around for a very long time. He's fucking good, man, and I did not think that early on at all. I was a huge doubter. Yeah. First Can we link. pay a quick, like, holy shit, he's also very good uh, to Aaron Jones? I mean, if you if you didn't talk about it or think about it last week after what he did to the Cowboys and his, like, best of all time uh, with a minimum of five games record versus the Cowboys, like, he looked like a, a legitimate top two or three running back last night, too. Like, he just happened to be on the field with one of the most dynamic running backs in the league last night as well. But he made some plays that clearly – set him apart, in, uh, in my opinion. He shredded the Cowboys. I mean, it seems like every play he was picking up seven yards. It was nice seeing the 49ers struggle with him, too. Yeah. It made me feel a little bit like better about that, but whatever. UTEP. I don't know. Did you get – is he UTEP? UTEP. Oh, that's right. Jordan loves uh, Utah State. He's UTEP. Interesting. Hey, if you're good enough, they'll find you, Dave. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't know if you saw um, – we don't have to – Talk about it too much, but did you note the um, – if there were three players on the Cowboys whose family members were going to speak on the organization, <laughs> who would you want them to not be? Who wouldn't you want them to be, I should say? How about like your three most important players, Micah, Dak, and CD, mm. who all have uh, family members who are uh, just out there spitting. Uh, you have Tad Prescott, who's never been one to mince words, and he – is clapping back at Cowboys Nation. He's mad at the fans. He wants Dak to play somewhere else because of the fans. Said he loves the organization, loves the team. Then you have CD's mom in the middle of the game going on Facebook saying Dak ain't it. Yeah, Dak is it. Whatever. That's a bad look, man. That's tough scene. That's a tough locker room scene. That's a tough scene. Two. And then I didn't even realize Micah's brother was in play here. I this is the first <laughs> I've heard of him. So much so that Micah had to go on Twitter. I think uh, reactivate his Twitter, which he had dis dis uh, deleted. And just say, hey, those my the words of my brother are not mine. That's all him. Whatever. And by the way, CD had like an MVP caliber season. Got a lot of touches. So like, let's maybe let's chill out a little bit on those comments. It's tough. Yeah. Dex making your son look pretty damn good at, I mean, he is a very good receiver in his own right. Don't get me wrong. But uh, he got him the ball a lot this year. Yeah. And I don't I, I guess Terrence Parsons Jr. or Micah's brother i believe he's his whole thing was that they need to play micah at the mic and have him drop back uh as a linebacker i don't know whole uh, thing i don't know uh, what i'm not gonna get into that i don't really know that dude lives in the backfield i don't know if that's a good take i mean obviously like i was a pretty successful mike linebacker yeah. for a time Did you know that kj <laughs> you do not want to go over the middle when dave's out there roaming they would just point the quarterbacks <laughs> would point me out and be like d-man's the mic and i'd be like you fucking know it I'm obviously they the mic motherfucker. Him, they used to call him D Cleat, actually. He would yeah. just, he would just put fools on their ass. Yeah. <laughs> D Cleat. I 
I I guess I missed the quote from his brother, uh, and I apologize. I did not see the uh, South Dallas Youth Football League uh, stats from uh, David Ruff's middle linebacker days, but uh, wow. Um, I would be quicker to believe like Dave's success at middle linebacker over Micah Parsons, even though he is a freak athlete. There's a reason like that they have him at edge so often because he's one of the best rushers of all time. I was thinking the other day, a lot of Micah's early success led a lot of people to equate him to Lawrence Taylor because of how quickly he was like hitting sack numbers and pressure numbers, like had only been reached since Lawrence Taylor's part of his career. I so much so that like they had Lawrence Taylor quoted um, and some of these things with where we're at now. I think maybe they, we should like maybe gauge not saying he's not on par with Lawrence Taylor's rusher, but what's so wrong if at the end of his career, you've got a Dwight Freeney who is like an absolute game wrecker all time, like rush ability still tremendous. And like, you would take that hall of fame career, you know, if, if you're drafting a D end or an edge at any point in time, but like that is a, not a one trick pony, but that was what Dwight Freeney was. He could go rush the quarterback and that's what Micah can do. Run defense ain't there quite yet. And I think his linebacker play is good, but maybe not as impactful. So that's kind of where my brain went on Micah last week. Um, anyhow, where I'm off, I'm off track. No. And I didn't even plan on talking about that, but it is just hilarious that like, those three players, like the three biggest, unless I'm forgetting somebody, like three of the, the biggest names, most important players, the Cowboys, all family members that are out there, just making that offseason a little bit more fun. Yeah. At least it's not about the coach coming back. Like, I think that's the one good thing. In the past years, you had a lot of players, mainly Des, talking about the coach. Um, and to a certain extent, other players. But like even Des up until he was gone, gone, like he didn't like Sean Lee, but like up until that point, wasn't very vocal about other players. And now you've got people going at your quarterback. Like, I don't know. What do you got? Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen is like the closest comp right now or Stefan Diggs and Kirk cousins before that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. It's wild. We can, we can, let's just talk chiefs bills then because that that's, yeah. Um, that was such a fun game. It was so fun that Randy uh, watched Mission Impossible Six and then watched the fourth quarter, as he told us earlier. Oh no, no, no! I I paused halfway through the movie to watch the fourth quarter. That's very wow. cool. The party gecko, dude. He can't. Dude, he doesn't miss gecko. a good game. He put his partying on hold to watch a little football, a little pigskin. That's great. Uh, I'm I'm actually bummed. I'm rarely bummed for uh, teams that aren't my home team that I'm I'm pulling for, but I do ride for the Bills a little bit. And I've got a lot of family who are big Bills fans. And I really thought, like, okay, they're going to get over the hump here. And I was already, like, getting excited for Ravens-Bills. And, man, this Patrick Mahomes guy. Yeah. Like yeah. Dan Orlovsky pointed out on Twitter, like, you just got to, you know, this guy's pretty great. It was a really good point by him. It turns out he is pretty good, yeah. We didn't have any evidence before this game to go off of that he was actually a pretty good quarterback. Turns out he is really good. Yeah, I call this one dead wrong. I, I thought this was the, the Bills were finally going to break through and, and and put the Chiefs behind them. Uh, they were playing hot. Josh Allen was playing really well. They got Mahomes, though, man. Uh, they did. They really did. And uh, I came in this morning, and I – wasn't sure where Brett's head is at. Brett's our 
our friend, our biz dev guy. He's our friend too, but he's a big Bills fan. And I didn't really know, like, should I just start talking about it immediately? But I really wanted to talk to somebody about it. And uh, the the throw that when I think we doing our uh, back of the napkin math went to like 70 yards or something that Diggs missed uh, on that drive there, that last Bills drive. That was potential. That was about to be like the greatest pass I've ever seen, like given everything. And uh, that one hurt. That one really hurt. And um, yeah, they didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. That field goal took for it to go wide right. Mm. That's that's a tough scene. Still, that's, had he made that, still a lot of time left for Mahomes. So it's not like it was like a, a for sure, you know, game losing right field goal miss. Uh, but that's a tough one, man. Got to have it. Yeah, that that that, that put it away. KJ, did that go mm. about how you expected? Yeah. Given the home field advantage, yes. Uh, I think that very little, um, I won't say very little hope, but like Andy Reid can flat out coach. Obviously, Mahomes is the next level generational talent, you know, in conversation for one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not already like there. But Andy Reid and what he's done preparing teams for playoff games like this, especially teams he's played before, like I would say next to Belichick, like you just cannot underestimate how his team's going to show up with a new plan or a way to like get over the hump in those games. They don't always do it in a pretty fashion. It's not always like uh, definitive from the get go. And I think that's what might separate like Belichick and, and Andy Reid's teams because you can see so many player driven uh, or like player impact plays in the Andy Reid games. Um, both from like Donovan McNabb and and Mahomes now, but like the guy's track record in the playoffs is just nails. So like, I think I expected the outcome. I don't know that I expected it on the road as confidently as I normally would. Uh, Dylan brought up a great point about how much time was left and like taking a little pressure off of the kicker. I would like more attention to be paid to the uh, more attention to be paid to second and nine that same drive. They threw the ball in second nine, threw the ball in third and nine, and then kicked the field goal that they missed. And unquestionably, he had a touchdown on second down and overthrew it. There was a little bit of pressure from the left tackle side, a little bit, so he couldn't step into the throw, and it's like what caused it to sail a little bit, Josh Allen, it is. I thought he underthrew that one. Am I crazy? um, The one to Shakur in the back of the end zone? Can't picture it. To the left, left of the field goal post? Yeah, I thought I, it may have been underthrown, but I I I thought that he sailed it past. I'm gonna okay. confess here, I was watching this on my phone <laughs> while right. like mid like putting the kid down phase. So like uh, I'm staring at it uh, on a three inch screen. He also um, had someone and, like rewound to like evaluate it. He had oh. someone wide open like closer that would have been an easy first down. Too. It was Diggs. Yeah, yeah, he could have taken the first. Yeah, he could have taken the first down for sure and went for the end zone. But either way, like. That play was on Josh Allen. Third down, got flushed out of the pocket to the right and basically had to throw it away. Um, In either of those plays, had they run the ball, gained some yards running, A, it makes your field goal a little bit closer, but B, like if you're trying to keep the the game tied, you want to squeeze some of that clock out. Two incomplete passes kept it at a minute and 40-ish seconds for the Chiefs to get the ball back. So from like a game plan standpoint, like Mm – I want to be kicking the ball with the clock running or at least have the opportunity for Kansas city to have to use one of their timeouts to preserve as much clock as possible. Um, 
for them to like, you're not playing in that position to say, great, we're going to tie the game up and we want our two timeouts in case we need to get the ball back. Like you're not expecting to get the ball back. So poor strategy by the bills of not like getting that clock moving and giving themselves a little bit better position. And then on Josh Allen for not executing on second down, obviously don't miss the kick, but like, I don't think anybody, well, I I take the back. Everybody in Wisconsin is blaming the kicker, but in both situations, I don't think that it's only the kicker. It shouldn't have been in that position. Uh, Well said. I I agree with that completely. Um, On that incompletion that we were talking about, I, I, they, the broadcast made it sound like he had, he couldn't follow through the replay. I only watched mm-hmm. it a couple of times. I didn't really, I couldn't really tell. And they're like, well, he couldn't get it, you know, get everything on it. And that's why I underthrew it. But I, whatever, um, have like, that's the difference between him and Mahomes. Mahomes pocket presence is insane. Like his ability to just casually slant over, recreate a brand new pocket. And when that thing's caving in, that would have been the difference. But, uh, CJ Stroud was doing similar, like things yeah. this weekend. It, it didn't make sense why he felt so, I don't know. I don't know, like whatever you would want to call it, distressed by that, that amount of pressure. So either way, Josh Allen's still a legitimate quarterback. I would say he's on, uh, you know, he's him and Dak are on the same plane right now. Sure. Which is like just slightly above the Herbert Lawrence plane. <laughs> that's fair. Um, Josh Allen, you're saying? Yes. I don't know if that's of, fair. Like, they've won a playoff game. They've dominated in the regular season. But both of them like have humps to – I'm not saying they need to win a Super Bowl to convince me. But like Josh Allen probably slightly ahead because he's gotten to the AFC title game. Yeah, I mean – like, If you're in a position to win, but like Dak, not so much. If you had to pick one of those guys to be your quarterback for a playoff game, I, 9 out of 10 are going to choose Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen. But okay. – Long yeah, long term, you're not wrong. I'm just saying I think that's a little a little bit of a discredit to Josh Allen and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 mean, I guess plus, I, I tend to agree. If plus, anything, I thought you were going to say maybe Dak's better, but no, no. I, mean, I, plus, I, I, I suppose I'd lean Josh Allen too. So you're you're probably right there. Josh Allen keeps getting knocked out by by Mahomes, man. I mean, Dak gets knocked out by Jordan Love and you know Brock Purdy. And, <laughs> That's very. That's a very, very good point. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> the AFC is fucking tough, and as long as Mahomes is in the yeah. AFC, it's just it's really, really tough to advance. My problem, Miley. I, I don't. I didn't say I've got an issue with Josh Allen, but dude, what's the longevity? Because he he is a a dog, and I have to give him credit for it. But he will, you know, run the ball. He uses his legs, uh, but he takes some fucking hits, man. And he's not afraid. He does not shy away from contact. And I'm just wondering, like, what's that dude going to look like when he's in his early 30s? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Dax what? Dax 30, you know is- 31? That, not important. But, like, and, like, you see Dak. Dak's already, like, not, Dak runs. He does not, you know, run the ball like he did three years ago. I guess ever since he had his leg put on backward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know his backups are? Uh, Josh Allen's? Mm-mm. Uh, quarterback room zone, Kyle Allen shouts to him. He's made a wonderful career for himself out of what, like Houston, A&M and wherever else he played. Uh, and then noodle arm himself, SMU's finest, Texas's finest Shane Bouchelle. Really? Old noodle arm, huh? How is she? Good for noodle. <laughs> okay. Didn't know that. So, so he's strung together like a five-year backup quarterback, uh, 
career so far. It's good I, work if you can Several get years behind Mahomes and now in the room with uh, Josh Allen. When you said that, I, I th first thought you were going to say Garrett Gilbert. I was like, "There's no way." He still have a job, does he? I don't. There's. I don't. Think I don't so. think. I don't think he landed on a roster full full time this year. I can't. And I think he got picked up briefly last year. I'm not kidding. I don't think I thought about. I've thought about Shane Bouchelle in a year. I didn't think about him at all over this season. And normally, like living in Austin, at some point, you know, an ex quarterback will come up, somebody who did or didn't beat OU. We're talking about swoops today. <laughs> something. Shane Bouchelle, I completely forgot about. I knew he was. He was still in the league somewhere. I just didn't realize it was with Buffalo. Good for him. Good for him. Oh, noodle arm. Hey. <laughs> oh, noodle arm. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to our good friends at DraftKings, the DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. It's bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Um, I looked at some of the lines earlier, Dylan. Um, mm. anything you like, anything that any, jumps out at anything you, anything tickling my fancy. Uh, I don't, I don't recall the number, but no matter what it is, I'm all over that, uh, that Ravens chiefs under really. Oh yeah. I'm all over that under. So go check the DraftKings Sportsbook for that. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings sports app now and use code washed. Okay. Make sure you use code washed. The new new customers again can bet five bucks, get two hundred instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Washed. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www gamblernet In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY. That's four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources i'm the most responsible gamer you know Really? Speaking of gamers, how about this Baker Mayfield guy? Mm. Just hats off to him. Straight up dog. Uh, the Lions, Dan Campbell. I, man, I uh, just real quick off the top, I'm happy for Lions fans. I don't, I don't know why I'm like, I'm just rooting for them. Maybe they haven't had a winner in a long time. I get that, but I, you know, lunch pill, you know, Detroit people that they deserve a winner. I'm happy for them. Sure. Will, Will's Will's flying high in here, man. I'm happy for Big Sean. <laughs> uh who? Big Sean? Okay. Wait, the, don't say that. The rapper? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Um I just see his name lumped in with like all the and it's just funny because I don't know. Like no, Notable say damn Yeah, I, I saw like, oh, Eminem Big and Big Sean might be there. I'm like, okay, hold on a sec. No, it's it is it was fun seeing the note. Uh, Tim Robinson was there, mm. uh, Emmy Award winning Tim Robinson. Look, a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun watching it. Dan Campbell in just three years has turned them into a very very good team. Uh, have we underrated golf for like the last five years? Probably. People forget yes. he, he went to a Super Bowl before this. People forget. Yeah, he's been a good quarterback. 
for a minute now. I see a lot of McVeigh slander too, like, oh, dude, he gave up on golf. I'm like, well, he did make the trade and won a Super Bowl with the guy. So it's not like it was that crazy what he did. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. And they, they did were, win a Super Bowl. They did win a Super Bowl, and they were a playoff. <laughs> they performed above expectations this year, mm-hmm. too. Um, I don't know. It was cool seeing that. It's cool seeing – I, I, I was pulling for Baker to at least not be horrible. Again, tough way to go out with a, a game-ending interception that was not good. Not, not good. quite as bad as yeah. Jordan Love, but still not good. Man, Jameer Gibbs is a dog. That guy can run the football. Yes, Really, really good. It's a first round running back, right? Uh, is he second round? I thought I, they I, uh, second pick in the first. There's, I think they had two picks and they took him. Yeah, I think Bijan was the only first uh, rounder. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I agree with David's point. They've done. They've gone out of their way to like. When you see like the Lakers or the Knicks play. TV networks can't stop telling you about how many celebrities are present, but we're getting the same treatment with Detroit, which there are a lot of famous people with ties to Detroit who are showing up for these games. Shouts to like the front office for inviting them all and making sure they're available to be seen. Um, Jeff Daniels uh, amongst them. Um, Yeah. Saw that too. (laughs) But I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) They're all, they're all here. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is much, much, much better than I think I have given him credit for. Maybe it's because he also has a brother uh, in the league and like his dad seems a little insufferable when, when watching uh, Bears Lions games. So I don't know why I discredit him because he's an absolute dog at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, their offensive line is scary good, like extremely good. To the point of like, it makes you think of, uh, or makes me think of the uh, recent Cowboys years where people just, without question, all pro left guard or all pro guard, you know, Zach Martin, you know, Tyron Smith when he's, uh, you know, when he's healthy, best tackle in in the league. Like you could go guy for guy in in the NFL, be like, there's your best players across the board at the offensive line. Like that's what the Lions are turning out to be. So regardless who's at running back, and I think we've seen it because we had, um, guy we talked about in new orleans who scored last week 17 touchdowns last year behind the, the lions line Jameis had to force him a ball <laughs> against his coach's will oh. in the 17th game um i can see his face name escapes Williams? loves pokemon something williams something of those that nature see yeah i apologize a hilarious interview guy i can see his face but whatever packers too their by run the game way is legit packers too yeah. on their line like jordan love was not touched like really, I, yeah. I, I it's you did not see Bosa a lot in that game at all. No, it was it was pretty crazy. By the way, Jameer Gibbs, the twelfth pick in the first round. Oh, what? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Really? That's them. Did they not have a? They have a two picks in the first round. Yes, they did. I don't know why. Okay, and he was the first of two or second of two. I believe the second I, of two. Okay, yeah, I want credit for at least half of this. Uh, look, um, I'm not trying to stunt, man. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, no, no. It's okay. That's okay. Um, we, we can all be right and wrong, but yeah, the lions are fun to watch. I don't think I'm as heavily on their bandwagon as everybody else is. Um, I don't know. Do. Okay. Do we want to get into the going for two controversy? 
um, by the Bucks, uh, or would we rather focus on from the Chiefs Bill games the fumble rule, the much maligned fumble uh, out of the end zone rule? Because both of those things, uh, those were two things in the games that people were very, very critical of and have uh, hot sports opinions on. I think every most people are against the fumble touchback rule, um, although I've seen some pretty good arguments for it. I don't really care, although I should, because it seems like CD is really good about doing that. Um, but I don't know. Where do you want to go? Um, I agree. I don't think unless either of you have a, uh, an argument in favor of keeping the rule, I think we're all on the same page. It's here. a stupid rule. Just spot it where he fumbled and, and keep going. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that and or like if you want to find another way to penalize the team, uh, lost down a delay a game penalty or something weird so that you can't just like, I don't know. I can't think of a way you would be gaining an advantage. Like if I'm throw the ball out of the back of the end zone, like I'm running with it and I just throw it out of the back of the end zone before I get into the end zone, that would be a touchback in, in the current day. Like, but what advantage would I be gaining if you gave it to me where I threw the ball? Like, so I just don't see how they're changing the game um, in a negative way by, by, changing the you know what i mean whatever how, we're all on the same page how about going for two it was 20 or it was 31 to 17 bucks scored mike evans got a touchdown at four and a half minutes left to bring them uh within eight 23 31 they went for two most people not most people like traditionally you'd go for one you'd still be down seven this put them down eight or kept them within one score in a two-point conversion, theoretically, it would have put them an extra point away from winning said game if they were to score again, which I think is the logic. Yeah, but it's, it's a math play, which I'm a big, you know, me, math guy. You go for two, you get it, you can win the game in regulation with the extra point, like KJ said. If you miss it, you get a second chance at two on the back end. And the math is favorable, because if you go for you're going to – it's like 50-50. It's a free two-point. yeah. It drives people crazy. I mean, I think, no, every group text lights up. Why would you go for two? Why would you go for two here? What are you doing? I don't hate the call. Uh, I kind of respect it. I, I, I do. It's interesting because, like, Todd Bowles doesn't I – don't, I don't know if this is something he has been aggressive on, but he, he was not aggressive in that game. And he's not traditional – like, on going for it, uh, when the, the analytics say you should go for it on, like, fourth and short, he, did, he punted. He played it fairly conservatively, and maybe that's his mo. But uh, that was interesting. If you if you get it, you add you put you add so much pressure on the other team. Yeah, because you score again, and it, it's an extra point to to take the lead. If you don't get it, you still have you still have a chance to convert the two point conversion. So I mean, ideally, you get at least one of those. Don't love the play call, Brian. What the play call was? Uh, throw it up corner of the end zone to Mike Evans. I don't like that either. Um, who, by the way, would have 100% had a, a pass. If had he sold it, it was the it was the classic underthrow. Uh, DBs not turned around, so all you have to do is stop backpedaling and you know fall back, and I, you're going to get that flag every time, especially I, Mike Evans. I hate that play in general. Actually, I hate the corner fade. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It just reminds me of like how many hours are wasted in practices or after practice, just like running red zone and goal line fades for no reason because it looks cool to moss somebody but 
guarding them and just running it over and over. She's like, for what? For fucking what? And that's <laughs> that's your that's like a, your must convert like goal line play. That's your best. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have anything else. Like granted, he's your best receiver. He is, but. I don't know. I feel like there's some trickery you could do. I, there's a number of things that would have been better than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the play call. I don't like the play call. And Mike, Mike Evans, man, uh, that first interception was really, really bad. That ball went right through his hands. And um, I don't know. I thought that I picked – I kind of had the Bucks in my uh, little pick em thing. I thought the Bucks had the best chance at upsetting somebody. And uh, that kind of ruined it. But whatever. I'm happy for Detroit. Baker, I, that's a weird spot for them because I don't know what Baker is. Baker, the guy there for the next three or four years, or they're going to go after him. You probably draft a quarterback, right? For the Bucks, mm. um, I don't know. I think they'll throw. Well, I'm trying to say like the the Saints went after Derek Carr for what, like four for one fifty. Um, and then there was somebody else who got three years uh, and similar money. Um, it's just completely escaping me. So I, I wish I had the other example. But Baker's going to get thirty to thirty-five million a year. The Bucks, without question, should go after him. The sad part is not sad part. The funny part is he's been quote unquote so many places that like some of the teams that should also be considering him, he's been there. Like if I'm him, fuck Carolina, even though it wasn't like you know, whatever incoming coaching staff's fault for having him run scout team D line or whatever the hell he was Mm. wasting his time doing. Um, But like (laughs) Carolina should be dumping a bag out, trying to go after uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, So he'll be back. There's probably highest odds. Hopefully he gets paid at a reasonable amount because, you know, I think the bucks are, I'd prefer them to like the Falcons or, the Panthers or the Saints out of the AFC, NFC South. So, like, I'm I'm glad to see Todd Bowles hanging in there. Yeah, I like Todd Bowles. And then uh, before we get out of here, before we move on from the NFL, any uh, any hot Jason Kelsey takes? KJ, I'm interested in your uh, <laughs> if it was a little much for you or I'm opposed to the you might just hate women tweets if you uh, liked Jason Kelsey and hate seeing Taylor Swift uh, <laughs> thoughts. Um, I think those are a little bit much, but I just, you know, obviously there's a lot of like improving public profile and there's, you know, ulterior motives potentially there to like continue. He's got a podcast, like he's got a brand to also promote and he's just that kind of guy to go party. But there's something awesome about like, Hey, I've got time. I'm going to go absolutely nuts in celebration of my brother and support of my brother. Like, I think that's awesome. The kid, the guy's got three or four kids. Like he could be taking that time and partying at home with his family, but doing it there, even if it's public and like he has something to gain, I think it's awesome to see, which is kind of my thought of like the whole Taylor Swift thing. Like, I think it's cool to just spend that time supporting somebody else. That's pretty cool. Um, I didn't care for him uh, promoting binge drinking. <laughs> he was drinking half the amount of everybody else in Buffalo, but yes, I agree. How many beer? What's the most <laughs> amount of beers you've put back? Oh, don't ask me this in public. All right, we good. were trying to figure out how many he could upwards put back of a reasonably. couple dozen. Okay, uh, probably roughly a couple dozen. He's the kind of guy who we're needs talking something like peak physique, a little heavier than beer to get him to the you know the level of inebriation that uh, one might want. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, beer's beer's not going to do it. But if you're like at a, if you go tailgate and then you go to a game with him and you look over, and go, hey, dude, how many how many beers have you had today? And he said like thirty six. Would you be shocked? No. Okay. I mean, my friend Shitty I had would... fifty one day. <laughs> you know Shitty. Yeah, shit, man. <laughs> hey, during, it was during Spiff Good Eye. That's right. That's a lot of fucking beers. Yeah. Good God. It's a lot of a lot going on in those senses, and I loved every bit of it. Um, <laughs> I would say that put Jason Kelsey on opens a lot of beers, maybe not finishes a lot of beers. Guy, watch. Ooh. Okay. Good for a good chug, good for a good pool, but he's also getting pulled to the side for photos or like is all over the map mentally and doing bits and taking pictures and like jumping in other scenes all the time. And he's sitting down a beer. Somebody's tossing him a fresh beer constantly. So he's cracking a lot of beers. He is not crushing several beers. Wow. Mm. He's calling a... Calling out the integrity of his beer drinking. Okay. I think he's doing like, That's a, a good take. Them. That's a take I haven't seen out there, and I, I think you should put it out there publicly and tag him in it. <clears throat> Kelsey bros, come at me. Um, before we move on, I just, um, we'll run it back here in a sec, but real quick, uh, we've got, this is a modified sports party. The World Cup final 2026 is going to be... Agtown. Arlington, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> What's that do for you? Were you, you going to do up? a drum roll? No, I wasn't. I don't My question is about the uh, the natural surface requirement for uh, footy. What they're going to do there? I got a sod guy if they need somebody. They might They might need your sod guy. A sod guy. A sod but uh, that's the thing, right? You can't play on artificial <laughs> turf. No. Yeah. They'll have this. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. They're um, building, I believe, like a platform on top of it last I heard. But either way, we'll see. I can't wait. The, the European mind, uh, the world, the international mind comprehending Arlington. When they see that TV hanging <laughs> over this field, like, whoa, what? They'll be so stoked for the all distance. the public. They don't sound like that. I don't know why I did a, like a Southern California. What? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a, that's going to be crazy. And you think they're going to go down to Sherlock's and party and stuff, KJ? Not Bobby via B's. public transportation, as, as I think you were getting at, but... When they're in the stadium and squinting through the glare of the sun around three o'clock in the afternoon, and they say, they see, like, what is that? And, and the answer always will be somebody about to lose their mind under Stuka at uh, Hurricane Harbor. That's when their little uh, creep eating minds will blow. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to be rolling down 30 and look over at the shock wave, not one, but two loops. <laughs> And they're going to be like, oh, my God. It's like a perfect 56 degrees. We should be on a roller coaster right now. Um, what else? Randy like that. Uh, rest in peace, Sports Illustrated, apparently. What the hell's going on, man? SI's not like shutting down, shutting down, right? Uh, it appears so. Facts? I mean, they're laying off. They've laid off a number of people. More people are going to be gone in three months. And it doesn't seem like there's a plan for the uh, the magazine. I'm assuming the digital archive will be available for consumption, but who knows? It's private equity, ma'am. Swimsuit edition, uh, editions included, Dave? That was my one and only question. What about the Ooh. swimmies? Tyra Banks, the, the goat? Mm. I haven't followed Chrissy Teigen in years. Maybe I do, and she's just not online anymore, but uh, I feel like that's when she you know, peeks back out online. I forgot about Chrissy Teigen. That's another thing. I, I, I haven't thought about her in years. Maybe it's just because she's gone quiet. 
Shane Bouchelle and Chrissy but, uh, Teigen, two people I have not thought of <laughs> in a very long time. Whatever happened to? Um, you want to talk Applewhite? Hired at South Alabama. I don't think we have the photo, but I definitely think it's worth discussing because we uh, we chatted about this the other day. Obviously, Alabama's got a new head coach, um, and a part of that fallout is um, the head coach from South Alabama is now the defensive coordinator. Um, I'm sorry, the head former head coach at South Alabama is now D coordinator at Alabama. Mm-hmm. See how many times we can say Alabama. Major Applewhite apparently has been the OC there for a few years and has been promoted to head coach. Shout out to him. I was wondering what happened to, to him. him. Interesting, an interesting trajectory. Hmm. Another UT quarterback. Where do you fall on the Major Applewhite, the major, if you will? As a as a UT fan. Love the major. Love the major. Uh, he got wronged by Chris Sims' arrival at Texas. I think he was promised the starting J. And uh, Applewhite was awesome, man. More of a dog than Just Sims. Absolute gamer. Yeah. Although Sims did play an NFL game with like a lacerated liver or something. Did more with the noodle arm than, than anyone. Yeah. Uh, noodle arm status. I mean, just... <laughs> He was just an absolute gamer. I love, I love Major. Stole Ricky Williams' girlfriend at Texas as well. Oh, people forget. True story. Wifed her down, I believe. Yep, wifed her up, down. Whatever you want to say. Does that make it better? <laughs> I think it helps. Yes, it absolutely makes it better. It's definitely your team, the team you lose to in the playoffs, going on to win the championship for sure. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's a good analogy there, KJ. That's a good way to put it. KJ made a good analogy. And now it's much better than my reference I made during our meeting the other day, which I won't make here. Um, shouts to Texas for like <laughs> handling multiple quarterbacks on the roster much better these days than they have in the past. I mm-hmm. think this is a prime example of like. If Sims was Arch, they would have they would have boofed it. Yeah, uh, but they fixed that problem. The so is it's a lot easier Sims with the transfer sucks. portal. The is Arch going to hit the portal? Uh, booty chatter is not going to slow down until after the spring window has closed. But he's not going anywhere, folks. Mm. He ain't going anywhere. Okay. Even uh, Golik brought it up on our live stream the other night. Remember? I do. Shout out to Golik. If you want to see that, you can go to our YouTube, watch it. Very cool. It's a great time. Let's run it back. All right, adding one more. more oh, uh, let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dylan went to Dave and Buster's. D'Amico Ryan's is a handsome man. Some might say too handsome. It's not a racial play. <laughs> Those are two separate. Rhodes has a step stool now and put his hand in the toaster. <laughs> it was not. A, it was not on for the record. Lamar Jackson isn't quarterbacky enough for some. One person. Dave was an all-state Mike linebacker at the dunk. D-cleat, they called him. That's right. The party gecko paused MI6 to watch the fourth quarter of Chiefs' Bills. Good for old noodle arm Shane Bouchelle being on an NFL roster. People forget shit he had 50 beers in one day during Spiff I was there. KJ made a good analogy. And finally, Arch ain't going anywhere, folks. And that concludes Run It Back. We were wondering, man. I'm trying to remember, what was Shane Bouchelle's biggest victory at Texas? He never beat OU, did he? I don't remember. What was that? <laughs> I don't was that believe the, so. Was that Charlie Strong era? What was that? I thought it was like year one Herman, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe overlapped the two coaches. I'm not sure. I was more of a Steve Bouchelle guy. Shout out to the uh, Ranger former great. Ranger great. That's right. All career right. earnings. You want to miss wildly on career earnings? Yes. 
four million. Of who? Steve Bouchel or Shane Bouchel? Shane. Yeah, Shane for sure. Did he outrun his dad? Yes. Uh, no. No. no, dude, baseball money's different. Even back in his the his money has not been what I would I'm think it say is. More, he, he's out earned us or me, I should say. Four million. I'm going to say career earnings of two point three million. One point six. Oh, it's good work if you can get it. Because hey, he's hey. on that uh, inactive uh, slot for for quite a few years. Clocked eight hundred and twenty five k last year, but two sixteen, two ninety three, two sixty seven the other years. All right. Okay. Shout out Shane. Shout out to, to the Pichel family. We will uh, be back next week where we will talk about all the sports and other things. Bye bye bye. And Pro Bowl. Oh, Pro Bowl. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.